Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. If you're surprised to see another episode from me so soon, get used to it because now that I'm officially done with school, I have a lot more time on my hands to focus on all of my personal projects like this podcast, for example. I've been really excited to record this episode for you guys, particularly because this is a topic that I've been wanting to talk about on here for the longest time, and I've definitely touched on it in some of my past episodes, but when I realized that I didn't fully make a dedicated episode on it, I knew I just, I had to do it because this is something that just people always ask me about, and it's something that I know a lot of people go through, and that's something I went through that was really challenging for me, so... Yeah, before we start with this episode, a little quick update for all of you guys. You know the drill. Nothing much really that different from what I updated you guys in the last episode, which if you haven't listened to that, by the way, I would recommend listening to that first before this episode because I gave a huge life update on what's been happening on my end since I graduated from Parsons last month. And I just, before that episode, took a long hiatus, so it was good to kind of update you guys on what's been happening in like the past two months, like April and May, and why I didn't put out podcast episodes and all that. In that episode, I talked a little bit about my new jobs and what my plans are as I continue my journey in the fashion industry. But currently, just a little rundown, not gonna give like the whole nine yards, but I am working as a full-time freelancer right now for two clients. Cup, which is an Intimates and Swim brand and CFDA, which you guys fully know at this point. And actually, the plan was actually to work freelance for CFDA, but recently I got put on as part-time. So I'm actually working part-time for CFDA and freelance for Cup. That's the situation right now. Um, Juggling that, don't even ask me about that because it's been kind of hectic juggling two jobs. This past week was actually my first week starting both. Um, One as a freelancer and one as part-time. And like I said, it's been super busy on my end. You know, ever since school ended, I was pretty much chilling and just enjoying time with my friends and going out and like doing rock climbing and all that kind of stuff. But now I am getting back into work mode and it definitely has been a little bit of an adjustment for me getting back into the swig of things since I took that long break after graduation, which I definitely needed and I deserved it, so I don't feel bad about that at all. But I'm the kind of person where I get on and off the wagon very easily. Like, yes, I definitely did take a couple weeks from, like, grinding and working to treat myself and relax, especially after thesis and graduation and, like, my birthday in May, Um, but for me personally, it's not very hard for me to get back into the workflow, especially once I've established a routine for myself. So yeah, I don't want to get too much into the whole freelancing experience in this episode right now because then this episode is going to be two hours long because there's like a lot to talk about, but I'm hoping to dedicate a whole episode to just talking about what's been going on in the past few weeks and hopefully I get some more like, you know, experience in freelancing so I can talk more about it to you guys because obviously I just started the job like a couple weeks ago, so I don't have much to share. But so far, you guys, I have no regrets with not taking on a full-time job after college and doing freelance right now because it is definitely the life that I want to be living right now. Especially, you know, with me wanting to enjoy more that life has to offer and having other commitments and summer being here and having a boyfriend and all that kind of stuff, 
I kind of don't want to be hooked, you know, to go into an office and work eight hours a day. Like, that's just not me. And that that was never me. I always knew that I, I definitely didn't want to work, like, in an office and going into the office every day, especially with COVID. Everyone's, like, working hybrid or working remote. And I learned during the pandemic when we were doing, when I was, like, in Parsons, when we were remote, I was a lot more productive and I worked a lot faster when I was, you know, working remotely on my computer because I'm just like very tech savvy. And especially with the commute, having to go into the city for school, it took a lot, took up a lot of my time. And I can imagine if I had to work in the city, the commute would also eat up a lot of my time as well. So definitely being able to work on my own time and wherever and whenever I want to work is so freeing for me. And a Like I said, it allows me to be more time efficient and productive in ways that I just probably could not have been in a full-time job. And for me, what's great about the double experience with CUP and CFDA is that I get hands-on experience from both those companies, which is definitely going to help me excel in the industry a lot faster and build my career a lot earlier because I'm getting like double the experience at the same time. But yeah, back to what I was saying, my CFDA experience is not really anything new to you guys because I've already been with them for two plus years. You guys definitely get the gist with them. Um, I mean, if anything, now that I'm working part-time and I'm like officially part of the team and I even the other day got my own CFDA email, which was really a big deal for me because this whole time that I had been interning with them, I had had like a, just like a generic intern email like epdinternatcfda.com and now that I finally have my own name email it's 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 just a big career moment for me so a lot of things are happening within the CFDA and my role with them is definitely getting I'm taking on a lot more responsibility with them so I'm super happy about that but in terms of cup I do have to say that I really love the team you guys that I've been working with so far and Working with them has just been such an amazing experience. They're an amazing company, an amazing brand. Um, they really care about their their workers. So I can't wait to continue with them in, within the next few months and just see where that takes me. And right now, I can't say like where I see myself in the next few months. I've been like very big on living in the present moment. So I'm just going to see where each position takes me and who knows like by the end of the year I might be working full-time for one of them or I might still be doing freelance or I might be doing something else entirely like I'm not sure but I'm not holding myself to any standards at this point because I just I really want to focus on the present moment like I said anyway yeah so yeah that's my update on what's been happening with me these past couple of weeks I know I said I was going to keep it short, so that was a little bit lengthy of a life update, but without further ado, let's get into today's podcast episode, which as I mentioned in the beginning is a topic that I am really, it holds a lot of importance to me because I had to go through it way back when, and when I say way back when, I mean like in my final years of high school. It's kind of where I found myself having these difficult conversations with my parents a lot, but you know, even now, you know, I still feel like I'm doing it even though I graduated from college and I'm 22 and I'm working now there's still a part of me that's still trying to navigate my creative career and still trying to like constantly prove to my parents that I can be successful in this space even though now they've definitely come a long way from how they were before because they're a lot more accepting to my choices and opinions but it's still not perfect and there's a lot to be said about that 
But anyway, let me take you guys to the very beginning of my journey in dealing with this. And this takes us back all the way to the end of middle school. At that point in my life, I had to decide where I wanted to go to high school. And if you're in New York, you're probably familiar with the high school system that takes place there. There's something called specialized high schools where you can take a test called the SHSAT and get the opportunity to go into like a more elite high school. So at that time, you know, I was still very young and I didn't know anything about fashion or that I wanted to pursue a career in fashion industry and in the arts industry. So I just, I, I went down the route of STEM because I thought that's where my parents would want to see me. And at the time, like everyone was really competitive about being in the STEM industry. So I was like, okay, like I'm just going to do it too. I took the SHSAT and scored high enough to get into one or more elite high schools. And one of them specifically that I ended up going to is the Bronx High School of Science, for those of you who did not know, but I've definitely talked about it in my past episodes. And I chose that one because at the time, my sister also scored high enough to go to that school as well. So she, she, she's my twin sister and I wanted to do everything with her. Um, and, you know, why not go to the same high school? So that's what we did. I didn't at that point even question my career because I, again, was still very young and had no idea about what I wanted to do in life as one does at that age. You have no idea what you want to do. I mean, like, I guess you have like a sense of what you want to do. Like, I did like drawing and art. So I was like, when I was young and naive, I was like, I wanted to be an artist. But obviously, that was not the case. But Bronx Science was a very STEM-driven school, as you can probably tell by the name. I mean, Bronx Science, like, it doesn't really get any more on the nose than that but it was very heavily focused on stem classes like physics chemistry mathematics and everything related to that bronx science had very little emphasis on the arts if any at all so it was really hard for me during my high school years to find any outlets to express my creative side because they just didn't offer any courses or extracurricular activities that were arts related I don't know how many of you know this, but something that I was involved in in high school that became a creative outlet for me was in theater. And like before you think that I was like acting or singing, I was doing none of that. I was doing directing and that's what I did for my whole four years of high school because there wasn't really anything else that I could find at the time in school that really allowed me to explore my creativity. But needless to say, I fell in love with directing and that's why I obviously continued to do it for four years. And in my senior year, I actually like entirely directed the fall plays and spring musicals at my school, which is crazy for me to think about when I look back on those moments because I was so young and I I was like a lot, I was a lot more shy um, back then. So it's crazy that I did that, but I'm really proud of myself. But yeah, even while doing directing in school, my heart was still really stuck in like the fashion and design space. And once I started discovering fashion and started getting more interested in it, um, my junior year of high school, I started to look for other opportunities outside of school to pursue my passion. And as you guys know, that's how I landed on my first ever fashion internship with a small brand in the city called Alex and Trixie, which I don't even know if they're still around right now, but... I've talked about my experience with them in like one of my internship episodes. It was an interesting experience, but it was also my first fashion experience, so I didn't know anything of it, and it was also unpaid. Um, But yeah, a lot of things changed in my senior year of high school because 
that first internship and just like my dislike for this the sciences really pushed me in the direction of wanting to pursue fashion full-time and to apply for just art schools and not to apply for anything else and that leads me into you know what this episode is all about which is dealing with those conversations with your parents about going fully you know head deep into a creative career There are some of you probably listening to this episode who maybe don't have to face this problem having these difficult conversations with your parents, but but I also know that there's a good handful of you who actually have to have these conversations, you know, like myself. And even now that I'm not in school anymore, because I literally graduated a month ago, I still, you know, to this day have daunting conversations with my parents about my career path and just my future in general. So I'm super passionate on this topic. A lot of you know that I've been like on this mission to inspire others, especially people who are younger than me to pursue what they want to do in life because when I was a lot younger, that is a decision I made for myself and it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And I know how hard it can be to go against your family and peers' wishes and their ideas of you, but that's kind of why I wanted to put out an episode regarding this entire topic to give a lot of you who are going through the same thing some peace of mind that you're not alone and that there are ways to deal with it and still do what you want to do in life, but like appeasing your, your parents or your peers or whoever, your family members. So to kind of give you guys a little insight on my family situation, Um, Not really like my situation because I find that my parents are a little bit more lenient than your average like Asian stereotypical parents about this topic, but they still do have their moments of doubt when it comes to me pursuing a creative career. My parents from when my siblings and I were very young have always been super supportive of anything and everything that we wanted to do. And I think a lot of this is because they saw how hard we worked for the things we wanted in life, so... They had confidence that whatever we wanted to do, we'd be successful in it. So when I discussed with them that I wanted to go to art school for college and when my sister told them she wanted to start a YouTube channel and do her Instagram and all that kind of stuff, they were both very on board with those things. And even though they were very supportive, which I love them for and appreciated, you could always sense that there was this little bit of doubt or worry ingrained in them when they thought about our futures and even though they were very supportive which I love them for and definitely appreciated you could always still tell that there was a sense of doubt in them when they thought about our futures but specifically me like pursuing a career in fashion and I mean I'll be honest I get it I don't blame them for what they believe because historically it's difficult to break through and make it in the fashion industry from what they've heard or have seen on like tv I guess Um, And I can confirm that this is a little bit true, so I do get it. So I think in terms of being supportive of what I want to do, my parents are both very great in that, like no doubt about that. But I think when it comes to showing praise and like showing excitement about what I'm doing, they show very little emotion towards my success and other good news that I like to share with them sometimes. And this could be for a lot of reasons, not necessarily because they like aren't happy for me with the stuff that I do. I think it's more that they don't really understand, especially since they don't know a lot about the fashion industry and they don't know it as well as I do. So it makes a lot of sense for them to not know exactly what I'm telling them. Like, for example, me telling them that I was able to attend the CFDA awards for the first time in my life. 
they were super excited for me, but they also like had no idea what the CFDA, CFDA awards were and how it was kind of like a big event in the industry. So it's like things like that where I understand, but there are times where I wish that they were more willing to learn about certain things in my life and in the industry that I work in. Um, yeah, but sometimes they're just a little closed off to that, especially like my mom. But I know for a fact that there are probably some of you who are listening to this who have even harder situations than I did for sure. I've heard a fair share of parents controlling their kids' lives and careers from like when they were very young. And for me, it's disheartening because in the end, when you're forced to do something that your heart's just not in, you're not going to be happy and you're also probably not going to be good at it. One of my biggest pieces of advice for creating a sense of confidence in your parents and, you know, your family members and stuff when pursuing a creative career is to focus on showing them your ambition and drive in that area to like instill confidence in them. And what I mean by this is like creating actually tangible ways that they can see you making developments in whatever you're pursuing and whatever creative career you're trying to trying to do. That's the only way you're really going to get them to see how passionate and serious you actually are about your future as a creative. Actions do a lot more than just words and for me the actions that I took to make my parents take me more seriously about my future was like, you know, getting paid work in my field at an early age. I started early because I wanted to establish myself in fashion at an early age, but also so that I could prove to my parents um, and also show them that I could provide for myself, even being in an industry that is like historically really hard to break through and that doesn't pay well. And because of the fact that I started doing paid internships in like literally my freshman year of high school, and I was able to pay for a lot of things myself and I didn't have to rely on my parents, they saw that I was serious about taking my future into my own hands and that's why I think I've been able to win them over these past few years in believing in me and my future in fashion. I also invited my parents to a lot of industry and work events so they were able to see firsthand what I've been working on and what I've been doing at work and the people I work with. And I really enjoy involving my parents in my work, so any chance where I can get to invite them to something work-related, I definitely do. Even though some of you may think that it's like kind of weird to have your parents come to work stuff, I actually really enjoy it. And that's when my coworkers and bosses have the opportunity to get to meet my parents, and they always have such nice things to say about my work ethic. So that definitely makes my parents a lot more like proud of what they're hearing and they make it makes them proud of me to hear what other people have to say about me and that's another piece of advice that I'd give to you all who are trying to convince your parents or family members of your passion invite them into your world and show them what your industry kind of entails like I mentioned earlier on in the episode sometimes my parents aren't super enthusiastic about something that I tell them right off the bat and that's not because they're not proud or happy for me it's more because they just don't really understand what it means. A great example is when I got into the Parsons School of Design. In the fashion world and just like the fashion industry in general, attending Parsons is a big deal because it's an institution that has built up a reputation of producing some of the most famous designers and big names in the fashion industry. So even though it was a really big deal for me at the time to get into Parsons, I kind of had to like explain to my parents how much of a how much of a deal, big deal it was because they didn't really understand. So in order for you to be successful with this, you kind of have to adapt a sense of patience and be willing to educate and explain to your parents more about your world because 
I mean, unless they're in the same industry as you, they will never understand it to the point that you do. I kind of saw my sister go through this with my parents as well because I remember, you know, Alex, my twin sister, when she was young, she wanted to go into social media and start a YouTube channel. And my parents, you know, being more old school because they're like, they're a different generation, were very wary about this. But for us, like our generation, like, you know that it's kind of normal. We see people becoming TikTok famous and getting paid thousands of dollars for social media sponsorships. I definitely think us younger generations are a lot more open to different avenues of becoming successful, whereas the generations that our parents come from are more accustomed to working nine to five jobs and just like the conventional ways of making money. And I mean, like if you look at what Alex has done now, she's like amassed over 17k followers on Instagram. She has 10k on YouTube. She's worked with brands like Valentino for sponsorships and her social media has even brought her all the way to the White House. So I know I just, I realized that I just hyped up my sister like in that section, but I definitely think that my sister's proven herself to our parents in that regard. And I mean, like, I know I just said all that stuff and it's like, you guys are probably like, oh my God, that's, that's a lot of stuff. And those are really impressive stuff, but it doesn't just happen all overnight. At least for my sister, it was a lot of hard work, time, and patience, and drive that brought her to where she is today. Like, I remember she started her YouTube channel when she was, like, in high school, or even in middle school, honestly, and she just started posting random videos. Like, it's all, like, progression. It, it's not just, like, overnight where she posted one thing and she became TikTok famous, but even then, like, that takes work, too. So, you know, I, I highly urge you all to immerse your parents into your world you know, send them videos, show them pictures, explain to them, do whatever you can to get your parents involved in your field, especially if it's something completely, you know, 360 from what they're used to in their day-to-days. Like, my dad is working, he's an engineer, and my mom is, like, working in sales. Like, they will never be as close to what fashion and what the fashion industry entails, so you kind of have to show them what it does. The next point I want to make is to have a plan. And I know this can be really hard, especially for us creatives, because things are always changing, like our passions, our interests, our desires, all that stuff. I get it. But I feel like having some sort of like initial plan to share with your parents to give them a greater sense of like relief will also help you out in building your own plan for your own future. So I'm not telling you to go ahead and know your career path 10 years down the line, like that's absurd. Even I don't know that for myself, but have a rough idea with examples of paths you can take to meet your ultimate goal. And even if that plan changes down the line, at least you're always making the effort to look three steps ahead instead of looking back. When I was a lot younger and my parents were asking me about what my plan was in fashion, I would always have a rough idea of where I was going and what I wanted to do in the next few years. And I mean, a couple of years ago, the stuff I used to tell them was like very different from obviously what I'm doing now, but I will, I would tell them like, I want to go to Parsons and I plan on doing internships on the side to get experience. And my main goal is like to get a job at Marc Jacobs and become creative director of some brand, blah, 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 stuff like that. But obviously you guys know that that's not really the case for me anymore. A lot has changed, especially throughout my college years. And when I realized that I no longer wanted to do design anymore, now my path has shifted a lot and has become what it is now which is pursuing freelance to see what I like and dislike doing in the industry. 
And even now, I still have a rough plan of my trajectory down the line, but a lot of it has changed from my initial plan, which you guys heard, like working at Marc Jacobs. Like, I don't even want to work at Marc Jacobs anymore, but that's a different story. Um, anyways, I'm always sharing this information with my parents and keeping them in the loop of what my plans are and you should do this because personally I feel like it gives them just like a greater sense of like relief so they know what you're doing and what your plan is and so they don't think that you're going in with like completely no idea about what you're doing. Those are just my two cents on that. Another thing that I want to talk about is establishing confidence among your parents in regards to your financial status and I didn't think that this would turn into like a little financial course but it has. And I think the hardest thing for some parents to accept when their kids tell them that they want to pursue a creative career is how will you be able to fend for yourself financially? And that's like a completely understandable thing to think about. And it's understandable for them to be concerned as well because historically not a lot of creative jobs pay that well. And the creative industry or the entertainment industry in general is not really known for having the highest salaries, especially when you're first starting out. Whereas other industries like healthcare and finance, like it's higher salary and they pay more. So I think making it a point to show them how financially responsible you are is a great way to ease your parents' fears about you pursuing a career in fashion or any other creative major for that matter. I mean, for my parents personally, this was a genuine concern for them because obviously they wanted me to be successful and to be able to take care of myself once I graduated from school because you know, they can't take care of me forever, even if they wanted to. And I was just lucky in the sense that my parents never pressured me to become a doctor or lawyer because I would have just been fully miserable pursuing any of those avenues. Like, can you even imagine me being a doctor? I can't even look at blood. But what I, back to what I was saying, some of the steps that I've taken to show my parents that I'm financially responsible for myself, even at a really young age, is... Stuff like educating myself in everything related to money. I literally had my first job when I was 16, when I could legally have a job. And I did that because I wanted to take care of myself and I didn't want to depend on my parents, even at that age. And I know some of you have maybe even gotten jobs when you're even younger, like 14, 15. And I feel like a lot more people are finding like side hustles when they're really young. So, you know, stuff I did was also like learning about investing and learning about credit scores and different avenues to make money or opening a business account, getting a credit card, all that kind of stuff. And like, I'm not saying that you need to be a freaking investment banker out here with like an 850 credit score, but as long as you're not being reckless with your spendings and you're trying to make an effort to save up and come up with ways to make money to take care of yourself, I think like these small things can come a long way in showing your parents how serious you are about your future and to be financially stable, even as a creative. But above all of the points that I'm making, I think the most important overall point is to convince yourself first before you convince anyone else. I'm not going to sugarcoat it to you guys, but it is a big step to take the leap and decide that you want to pursue a creative career because it is it can be difficult and it's competitive out there in the industry. So it's super important that you yourself know that this is something that you want to do before you do it and before you go about convincing everyone else that it's a good plan for you. And obviously, you're going to have a much easier time convincing your parents and other family members that pursuing fashion or whatever you want to do is serious if 
you of course want to do it to begin with. And I know it can be hard sometimes and not all of us may be like future forward thinkers, but it helps to look at yourself five or 10 years down the line and to imagine your life in this career and if that's actually something that you can envision for yourself. And if it's not, then maybe you have to start looking at your life a little differently, which is okay too. But yeah, I mean, I've given a lot of ways that I've personally taken to convince my parents to get on board with my career path, but let's say you're faced with a certain scenario where your parents don't actually support you on your decision, even after you've tried to convince them and you've spoken to them and all that stuff. I can't speak from personal experience, obviously, because my parents have kind of come to terms with the fact that this is what I wanted to do, but I know some of you may not be going through that experience and want to hear how you can kind of cope with unsupportive parents. So here's my two cents on the subject. If your parents are completely unwilling to support your future in a creative career, then I think the best thing to do is to come up with a compromise between you and them. And I know it's not ideal, but see if there's a way where you can kind of do both of what you want to do and what they want to do. So like a compromise. And I'll give you a great example that I've thought about before in the past and something that I was actually going to do if my parents didn't let me, you know, pursue fashion at Parsons, which luckily they did, but it was something that I thought about. about. So um, let's say your parents have always wanted you to go to an Ivy League school and get like an Ivy League education or like an elite education. This is just a hypothetical, by the way. I'm just like giving you an example of what I'm talking about in terms of like compromising. Um, so like, let's say you wanted to pursue a fashion design and that's where your heart lies and you wanted to pursue like a fashion design school. A good compromise for that would be like, you know, Cornell offers a fashion design and management major in their programs that allows you to do what you want, but also pursue a good education at an Ivy League school that your parents will be happy with. I'm giving you guys this piece of advice as like a worst case scenario because I know sometimes parents can be very strict about schooling, especially when it comes to like what school their children go to. Like that's super important to them for some reason. I can't relate to that, but I understand it. And actually funny story, I was thinking about applying to this Cornell program because I thought it would make my parents a lot happier if I went to Cornell, even though I was doing fashion. But I mean, long story short, you guys know that I didn't graduate from Cornell, so I didn't go through with it, but it was something that I had thought about. Another great example is like, let's say your parents really want you to pursue a business-related major because they think that's something that you'll make more money in or that's more practical in real life. And let's say that you still want to do something fashion-related. Well, maybe the compromise is that you pursue a major in fashion marketing or entrepreneurship where you have the best of both worlds, the business and fashion all in one. And I mean, in terms of compromising, I don't think it gets any better than that because I feel like you still get to do what you want in fashion and you also get to pursue a major that is practical and that is known to be quite good when it comes to getting jobs outside of college. And what's interesting is I see this scenario with a lot of people, especially those that I've met from like um, the strategic design and management program that we have at Parsons, which is our version of a fashion business major. The people that I've met through that major did it because their parents wanted them to do business, but they also wanted to do something in fashion. So honestly, these scenarios are a lot more common than one would think. And I mean, like when I look back at it, sometimes I do wish that I pursued fashion business throughout college because now I don't want to do design anymore and I want to be more like marketing business related. But Anyway, that's an entirely different story for another episode. Um, You guys already know what's up with that. But anyway, I digress right now. 
but I hope that you all got at least one helpful thing from this episode because it's a topic that I hold very close to my heart because it's something that I've personally struggled with in my formative years and something that to this day I'm still struggling with when I have conversations with my parents. I kind of just fought with my mom like a couple minutes ago about this same topic. So, you know, it's still very relevant in my life and it's still very present. Especially since I'm at that point where I'm kind of officially an adult now and I've got bills to pay, I've got taxes to do, I have like work stuff. Um, Yeah, my parents have definitely been on my ass a little more than they usually are, which again is understandable, but but it's like a roller coaster where once you get on, you can't get off because I feel like I'll still be having these conversations down the line in my next few years and it's just going to be never ending. But regardless, just know that if this is something that you're struggling with every day as well, then I'm in the same boat as you and so are a lot of people, a lot more people than you actually think. And I know it's really cliche to say this, but you're, again, not alone. But yeah, that is all for today's episode. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. I love you guys so much and see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.